Hey, hey, friends, I am Thea Charles, and you are listening to the Push or Pivot podcast. In this series, we discuss the path someone chooses when they are at a crossroads of their life. Do they push through the adversity, or do they stop, reassess, and pivot? Today, we are talking to Fani Laura, a classical singer and Alexander Technique teacher. Hey, Fanny, how are you today? Hi, Thea, I'm doing great. And yourself? Pretty good, pretty good. I am so excited for this conversation. Um, Fanny and I have known each other for, I was trying to figure out how long. I feel like it's been over a year at this point. I don't even know. Definitely a year and a half, at least. At least, yeah. at least. Uh-huh. We met and I just feel like like we just had like a great connection right away. And mm-hmm. I love like learning about you and hearing about what's going on with you. Um, but before we like jump into conversation, how about you tell everyone a little bit about yourself? Sure. Uh, first of all, thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. <laughs> um, my name is Fanny Lora. I'm a classical singer and Alexander Technique teacher. I create and produce my own recitals uh, every year. I manage my own private studio, teaching voice, piano, and Alexander Technique. Uh, I also recently launched uh, my own YouTube channel to share my expertise and experience with the Alexander Technique. And if you like more information, you can look me up at www.fannylota.com. <laughs> and also I'm on Instagram at fannylotaartist. Um, if you're wondering what the Alexander technique is, mm-hmm. um, it's like a mindfulness practice that, um, you can use during any activity in your life, like opening a door or having a conversation like we are right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know I took one of Fani's classes on Alexander technique and I've used it, I think in every aspect of my life, it was just so eye opening and, um, really cool (laughs) that's all I got I don't know how to explain it but it was just so cool like I felt like my mind just opened up (laughs) I am so glad to hear you say that because you know for everyone it's it's a different experience because we're all different but it's it's really useful to kind of is my my husband likes to say like it's yoga for musicians but it's really for everyone Mm -hmm. like to be mindful about how you are being in any moment um which for some people can feel a little bit like a lot of work to be aware, but with time, it just becomes part of you, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like anything else. Mm -hmm. So last year we went to one of your concerts and it was amazing guys. Oh my gosh. It was so good. (laughs) The kids are still talking about it. They're like, wow, you know her? Like I do. And she's pretty awesome. So I would love to hear more about your music journey. Well, I am so delighted that your kids still talk about it. That I like time. love hearing comments like that. Well, I um, studied music and uh, my dream was to really sing opera. But I also had the opportunity under in undergrad to do like a um, music education degree at the same time. So I was a crazy double major mm-hmm. <laughs> person running around. Yeah. But it was great because it gave me important tools that I use today to run my studio and to teach. Um, but it also kind of helped me understand that to be, you know, a classical singer, 
you need more skills than just to sing well. So after undergrad, I was like, well, maybe I do need a master's because that was the path that you hear about during undergrad years. Like after this, you do your master's and then you audition and then you're all set for life. Mm-hmm. But it really didn't turn out to be that way. You know, it was um, a different story. When I graduated, I was not ready for a um, master's degree okay. in terms of vocal technique because we all grow our voices differently, sort of like, you know how babies like crawl at different times? Yep. Mm-hmm. That's the voices like that. You You may have someone who's really intuitive and natural in their development uh, of the muscles Mm -hmm. the voice just work really well early on and for some other people it takes longer so I applied to grad school and did not get in oh my goodness how was that (laughs) it was awful (laughs) it really I don't know if I can say that word here but it was not fun Mm -hmm. yes I can imagine Yeah, and it really felt bad because when you graduate, you you know, I was required to do two recitals. And in my last recital, I felt like, oh my goodness, I had grown so much and Mm -hmm. I felt really in my element. And all of a sudden you're like, uh, and I didn't get into grad school. What happened with that growth? Right. So it's like many institutions telling you, no, you are not where you need to be yet. Right. So what did I do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I applied again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I took some time. Mm-hmm. I applied again and I didn't get in. And that was really hard again because I had really been working, you know, towards that goal for mm-hmm. two years. Mm-hmm. And I thought maybe I just need a little bit more time. Uh And I applied again. You were persistent. I was because I thought, you know, I know music is not a sprint. You know, a life in music is really a marathon of growing yourself as an artist. Uh And every experience you have comes into a stage with you, no matter like whether you want it or not. So it's better to be conscious and aware of that. Uh So I didn't get in again. Oh my goodness, Fanny. (laughs) Oh my God. At this point, I was beside myself. I was really sad. Mm. I would say maybe even a little depressed Uh for a few weeks. Like, what am I going to do next? Right. And thankfully, I had found a voice teacher. Okay who was getting certified in the Alexander Technique. And she um, said, you know, maybe you should visit the Alexander Technique training at the Boston Conservatory because you have a a natural intuition for it. Mm -hmm. And that really was helping me sing much better. But as I said, with the baby crawling, you can only give them time and they'll figure it out when they're ready, you know? So I had to be very compassionate with myself in that moment. Wow. Well, I have to acknowledge you for that. Like Mm -hmm. one, to just like to keep persisting and then to even to realize that you needed time. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you, 
Like, who did you lean on for support at that time? Well, I've been really fortunate uh, to have a family that has supported, you know, my passions and dreams. And mm-hmm. they obviously were really helpful. And But I live away from my family. So um, I live in a different country than they are. Mm-hmm. And, um, so my husband was really a huge huge support at that time we were engaged um and he really helped me like pick myself up and say well if it's not grad school Mm -hmm. what would you like to do with this time you know Mm -hmm. so uh, because I had moved from upstate New York uh, Mm -hmm. uh, I was in Ithaca College earlier to Boston I now had to get certified uh so I thought in uh, to be a music teacher in okay. the area i say so I, I thought because i didn't really end up needing my certification but uh-huh. i got it anyway uh-huh. because it was something that uh seemed important as you never know what really you're, where you're gonna end up so uh-huh. i thought okay i'll use this time to study for the certification process i volunteered and found uh, a job at the boston children's chorus Okay. I was a teaching fellow there for four, almost five years. Uh-huh. And I also was getting adjusted to a new life in a new city and being engaged and all of that. So it was a very nice transition to say, the yeah. you know, because it took my mind off of not getting accepted again. Mm-hmm. And I started auditioning for local opera companies mm-hmm. and... I did a few of those performances okay. um, and you know, the connections that I built during that time, I still have today and something weird comes to mind, but I ended up being the chairwoman for the, one of the companies, the opera oh, company really? that I was singing with. Wow. Uh, yeah. But this is, you know, I auditioned for the first time in 2015 and 2008, uh, 16. Uh-huh. You know, oh, no. Oh, where are we? Yeah, 2017, 2018. <laughs> I know they all start to blend together. <laughs> I'm like, what year is it? <laughs> oh, my goodness. I wrote 2018 on a check the other day. So, <laughs> like, I'm in a time warp. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, that's. That's, that was my support. And then, um, you know, I did end up going to visit the Alexander Technique training at Boston mm-hmm. Conservatory. And I started uh, the certification okay. very soon after that. So I, that really helped me too. That became another support system. Mm-hmm. Um, and then by that time I had a job, I was feeling more confident in that in the new city and mm-hmm. with my life planning a wedding and all of mm-hmm. that. So it occurred to me that the dreams that we dream for ourselves, just they come in different chapters. Like mm-hmm. if you put all of the things you wish for in like a basket, you can have them all at once. Mm. I feel like for in my life, my experience has been, all of my wishes are in, in a basket of my life. And I have many treasures in that basket now, many of the wishes that have actually come to fruition 
-hmm. And the rest, they're just coming whenever they're ready. Mm -hmm. You know, like the baby with the crawling. I could keep coming back to that because you can't rush them. (laughs) Yeah, it's so beautiful. The beautiful way of looking at it. And so what have you been doing with the Alexander Technique? Well, uh, I decided to become an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. after my certification because I realized that I did want to do classical singing. And if it did not fit into the normal, you know, box of you audition for operas and you uh, get accepted and you go and do that and then you're auditioning again, Mm -hmm. I realized that's not going to be the format for me. So what do I love? And I love singing classical Spanish music. Mm-hmm. And so I started to um, develop my own recitals, my own programs, meaning that I would select the music carefully to fit a theme that I was interested in. Mm-hmm. And from there, I started to look, kind of see myself as a CEO of Fanny Lora. Yeah. <laughs> and I've... Um, also, I also realized that having a teacher that supported uh, an alternative path mm-hmm. was really important. So I uh, found someone who not only teaches with the Alexander perspective in mind, even though this particular teacher is not a certified Alexander Technique teacher, but the way she teaches is very much in, in the vein of Alexander Technique. Okay. So she's thinking of the whole person rather than just like ask your tongue to do this or to sing a better a vowel. Uh, And she encouraged me to do this productions of my own recitals. And she said, why do you only do them once? Do them three, four times. Uh, Sing the same recital anywhere that you feel you have connections. And I do have connections in family, meaning in the Dominican Republic. So I started to dream about doing international tours. And, you know, so I started to pivot as as I would call (laughs) this, right? (laughs) From like a mindset of almost failure, you know, like I failed because I didn't get into grad school and I'm not following the path. And for some reason, my vocal cords in my body is not ready to, but I have this great interests and I have something to offer. And on top of that, I have the Alexander technique to lean on. Mm-hmm. So I opened my private studio for voice, piano and Alexander technique. I teach um, children and adults mm-hmm. and everything that I teach if I teach voice, I'm going to teach with an Alexander Technique perspective. If I teach piano, the same thing. Mm-hmm. And if it's just straight Alexander Technique, I'm going to tailor it to people's life because it's not useful if you go to someone like, well, I'm really having a hard time walking because my calves just hurt after a mm-hmm. while. And I talk to you about like, well, let's play, you know, volleyball and teach you how to play volleyball. You know, I, I sort of try to tailor it to what the student needs. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's a process like anything because um, um, since I now live in Massachusetts, mm-hmm. people have to hear about you and, and know you. And mm-hmm. I, I want those connections to be organic, but it takes time. So I'm just open. 
Wow. That's such an awesome story. (laughs) I'm like, I need to remember that for myself. You know, like sometimes things don't work out the way you envision them and it's okay. There's probably another path for you. And I think that's just such a great reminder. And gosh, I look at you like in awe, like I remember you told me that you knew from the time you were very young that you wanted to, you wanted to sing and like, look at her, she's living her dream. But you know, you never know all the different things that come into making that dream come true. Absolutely. It makes me so happy to like hear you say that because a lot of people, you know, we we see other people from the outside in Mm -hmm. and other people are seeing themselves and then looking at you, you know. And what I've learned and continue to discover because learning is never finite Mm -hmm. is that your story is the chance you have to live your dream no matter how bad how difficult like you can find a way to make it work for you and in retrospect I find that not getting into grad school three times was a real gift Mm. listen now I don't have more debt. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have to go through the path of, oh, I just graduated from my master's and where's my job? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. the job prospects after a master's degree are very reduced for a classical singer mm-hmm. uh, performance major mm-hmm. in a master's degree world. Mm-hmm. And the last thing I would say is, the requirements during a master's program are so tough in terms of academics that they probably wouldn't have allowed me enough time to put into my practice and developing yeah. my voice, which yeah. is really what matters. Exactly. Exactly. So um, an alternative path can be just as exhilarating, even, even more than the normal. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So if you were to give somebody one piece of advice, what would you tell them? I think I would tell them a version of what I just said. Mm-hmm. Um, the road less travel may have more opportunities than you ever imagined and you should embrace your story. So beautiful. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I love talking to you. Me too. I I mean, this could just go on forever. And I also, I wanted to mention and let everybody know um, that you have another another recital coming up. I do. Uh, (laughs) It's called Españolería. And Españolería means um, everything from Spain, like, culturally everything okay so this is a very awesome recital program because we're gonna uh, present three major spanish composers joaquin rodrigo manuel de falla and also a very special federico garcia lorca whom everybody knows as a poet but not a lot of people know that he also was arranging and composing music during his lifetime oh and we are gonna perform um 13 of his pieces that he compiled from all over Spain mm-hmm. and he arranged uh, for classical voice and guitar. 
and I'm doing this three times in Massachusetts. Um, once in Framingham on April 19th. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe we can link to to the flyer. I'm not sure how yeah. we could do it. I'll, I'll try to figure it out. I'm still learning. <laughs> <laughs> we'll try to figure it out in the show notes or something. Yeah, sure. I will, I will make sure you have a flyer. And then uh, April 25th in Harvard, Massachusetts, and May 2nd in Boston in the Chroma space of the Arlington Church. So a very exciting time. (laughs) I can't wait to go. I can't wait. As soon as you told me, I was like, on the calendar, we got to figure this out. (laughs) Thank you. I really appreciate your support. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Fani. This has been amazing. Um, And I know we'll talk soon. I'm sure we will. Thank you. What did you take away from Fani's story? How can you pursue your dreams? Do you have a story to tell about a crossroad in your life? I'd love to hear it. Contact me at Instagram at pushorpivot or email hello at thearenel.com. That's T-H-E-A-R-E-N-E-L.com. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe and join me next time on the Push or Pivot podcast.